हरे कृष्णा वी आर सो फॉर्च्युनेट टू हॅव हर ग्रेस वनमालिनी मंजिरी माताजी अँड शी बिल एनलाटनस ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम फाईव्हीज टेक ओवर द कॉल नाव माताजी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा थँक्यू ऑल सो मच अँड थँक्यू माताजी फॉर द ऑपॉर्च्युनिटी माय धन्यवाद प्रणाम्स टू ऑल द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री लपात गुरु एन कृष्ण ओम अज्ञानथिरांदस्यानांजनशलाखया चक्षुरन्मीलितमीना तस्मै श्रीगुरवे नमः श्रीचैतन्यमनोबीष्टं स्थापितं येन भूतले स्वयं रूपः तदा मह्यं ददाति स्वापदान्तिकं वंदेहं श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतपदकमलं श्रीगुरून् वैष्णवांशं श्रीरूपं साग्रजातं सह गणरघुनाथान्वितां तां सजीवं साध्वैतं सावदूतं परिजन सहितं कृष्ण चैतन्य देवं श्रीराधा कृष्णपादान् सह गणलिता श्री विशाखान्वितांशो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते सप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी श्री वाचाकल्पतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणं नमस्कृत्यं नरं चरोत्तमं देवीं सरस्वतीं व्यासं तथो जय मुदीरयेत Here we are reading uh, chapter 10 of uh, Canto 5, first verse. Asa sindhu sauvira pate raguganasya vrajata ikshumatayastate tatkulapatina sibhikavaha purushanveshana samaye धैवेनोपासदीतः स द्विजवर उपलब्धयेशो खरवूरम ओधुम अलम पूर्वविष्टि गृहीत सह गृहीत प्रशभम अतदर्ह युवाह शिबिखा स महानुभावहांसिंधुसौवीरपतेघुगणस्यव्रजतुमतयास्तथेत्कुलपतिना सिबिखा वाहपुरुषान्वेषण समय दैवेनोपसादिथ स 
సంహణానాంగో కోకరవద్ ధురం ఓధుం అలమితి పూర్వ విష్టి గృహీతై సహగృహీత ప్రశభం అథద్ అర్హ యువాహ సిబిచాం సమహాను భావ ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ శ్రీల ప్రభుపాద్ శ్రీల ప్రభుపాద్ కి జై శ్రీ సుఖ ఉవాచ సుఖదేవ గోస్వామి కంటిన్యూడ్ అథ థస్ సింధు సౌవీర పతే ఆఫ్ ద రూలర్ ఆఫ్ ద స్టేట్స్ నోన్ యాజ్ సింధు అండ్ సౌవీర రఘుగణస్య ద కింగ్ నోన్ యాజ్ రఘుగణ ప్రజత వేల్ గోయింగ్ టు ద ఆశ్రమ ఆఫ్ కపిల ఇక్షుమత్యా తతే ఆన్ ద బ్యాంక్ ఆఫ్ ద రివర్ నోన్ యాజ్ ఇక్షుమతి తత్కులపతిన బై ద లీడర్ ఆఫ్ ద ప్లాంకింగ్ ప్లాంకిన్ క్యారియర్స్ సిబికావాహ టు బికమ్ ఎ క్యారియర్ ఆఫ్ ద ప్లాంకిన్ పురుషాన్వేషేన సమయే ఎట్ ద టైమ్ ఆఫ్ సర్చింగ్ ఫర్ ద మ్యాన్ దైవేన బై ఛాన్స్ ఉపసాధిత లెడ్ నియర్ సహ దట్ ద్విజవర జడభరత ద సన్ ఆఫ్ బ్రాహ్మణ ఉపలబ్ధ అట్టెన్ ఏష దిస్ మ్యాన్ పీవ వెరీ స్ట్రాంగ్ అండ్ స్టౌట్ యువా ఎంగ్ సమ్ సంహణానంగహాంగ్రహీతైహీతృహీతోర్స్ arha although not fit for carrying the planquin yuaha carried tibikam the planquin sahi mahanubhavaha a great soul so we are reading bharat maharaj life in the fifth canto this is the third line of bharat maharaj uh, previously he is a king uh, after that because of his attachment with deer at the time of the death he became a deer and then now he became uh, Jadabharata. So we completed the ninth chapter where we already know how Jadabharata was acting as if he is not an intelligent person externally uh, so, so that he is not involved or attached to any of the family members or any of the bodily related relations in this life even though he is a self-realized soul inside and he is a Brahmana. so it, this was uh nine chapter completely describes how some thieves wants to offer him as a sacrifice to goddess kali and then how she um comes out of the uh, deity and uh, stops the thieves from doing so um and there also he got um the thieves get attracted to him seeing his body and think that um this will be the right person to sacrifice even though uh sacrificing humans is not uh, uh, is not approved by scriptures they have their own ways the thieves have their own ways of uh, pray, uh praying to the lord uh, offering the things or practicing the uh, rules and regulations um uh, this is quite often observed even in many of us also uh we don't follow actually what scriptures say we generally follow according to our sentiment sometimes um because we have achieved something material um uh, by following like that like if let's say from our childhood we have been uh, praying to uh, certain devi devatas or doing something in a certain way and it is always giving us success uh, then we carry on with that 
like some people wear a similar kind of a shirt only when they are going uh, for an important thing or uh, so many other things so there are like so many like small small things like this or big big things like that because um we don't follow what scriptures really say because we don't know exactly what is what scriptures are saying because we never have time to read or know about them uh, and then uh, we follow whatever the family members say whatever the relatives say whatever the elders say in the house so it's very important for the elders family members parents uh, in the responsible positions to know actually what scriptures are saying and at least set an example uh, right example from the scriptures so that the people who wants who are following them uh, can do the right way and it is all it will also be helpful for us to um guide also so the thieves were following their own way and they were offering uh, jada bharata as an offering and he did not oppose or he did not resist or um, because he was never bodily conscious uh, he know pretty well uh, what is his goal of life uh, and he doesn't wanted to get distracted um, and then he wanted to go back so now after that there is a king rahuguna uh, who is the uh, who rules sindhu and uh, sauvira and he was traveling to kapilashrama and uh, uh, he is um, uh, as in the olden days they go on the planking i i know i'm actually pronouncing this word wrong sometimes some words um, they just come in a wrong way and they sit like that in a wrong way for with me for some time and then later i will get it right so please forgive me for that uh so uh his he has his servants uh who are carrying that and suddenly they are in need of one person they saw uh, jada bharata and jada bharata is not me is uh, not thin or is not like uh, uh in a position that he will not be able to carry he looks very good like stout because uh stout and uh, healthy uh if we observe uh, actually uh the previous chapters if you notice the points he was never fed properly of food uh he was always given leftover food or food that is rotten by his uh, brothers wives and all he was never treated properly and he never demanded that also he 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 doesn't even go and ask that you're not giving me proper food you have to give and all um but still he looks healthy and stout and all um so he these people the servants of the king uh, who are carrying his uh, um uh, who are who are carrying his palki they are thinking that he is ready um he is very good fit to carry because they were in need of one person um and then uh so they approaches him and they forces him to carry so i think i i forgot to read the translation so i'll read translation and we'll discuss sukadev goswami continued my dear king after this king rahuguna ruler of the states known as sindhu and sauvira was going to kapilashrama when the ki- king's chief banking carriers reached the banking carriers reached the banks of the river ikshumathi they needed another carrier therefore they began searching for someone and by chance they came upon jadabartha they considered the fact that jadabartha was very young and strong and had firm limbs like cows and asses he was quite fit to carry them thinking in this way although the great soul jadabartha was unfit for such way they nonetheless unhesitatingly forced him to carry the planking 
So they saw him, they were searching, so they found him, and they found him as a fit person to carry the blanket. So they kind of forced him to carry. Um, they are unaware of the great soul, Jadabharata. And here, um, Sukadev Goswami says, he was unfit for such work. He was unfit for such work because he is a Brahmana by nature. He is a self-realized soul. So those kind of laborious works or those kind of works which does not require any intelligence or those kind of works which um, just needs, needs instructions to be followed. Like there are certain works in this world where you just, you, there are certain kind of a people uh, who doesn't like to lead or who doesn't like to take responsible positions or who doesn't like to, uh, who doesn't have enough intelligence to actually um, carry on business or anything like that. So they just require instructions to be given and they will follow those instructions. And they work for someone else. Though they are called sudras by nature or by, uh, we are actually, the Varna and Ashrama is always um, not just by birth, uh, by birth, we may be uh, we may be born into that, but we also qualify ourselves for that kind of a varna and ashrama. So just because we are born in a Brahmin family, we won't be qualifying ourselves as uh, brahmanas by birth. We have to uh, qualify ourselves by our own actions also as a brahmana. So Jadabharata here was born in a Brahmin family, and by qualities also he is a Jadabharata. So that's why he is unfit for such work. So if we um, if we see in the third chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna, the first instruction he says, Arjuna, you are acting like a Brahmana and also like a sannyasi, because Brahmanas are the one who have to practice non-violence, and they are the one who has to beg and live in satisfaction with whatever they achieve on that day. Usually, the Brahmanas are always um, the uh, the real nature of Brahmana should be that uh, they won't do extra endeavor for maintaining this body or soul. They will be in the process of searching knowledge for self-realization and uh, and then uh, they will be teaching the kings or the people what the scriptures are saying and when kings or uh, the remaining people get pleased, they will give them such, uh, uh, some food, grains or fruits or vegetables or money and whatever they get they have to eat that day and then get satisfied. If they don't get anything, they have to uh, actually sleep uh, without eating. That is, that's how the real nature of uh, Bra the Brahman, Brahmanas are. Because they don't endeavor and they don't um, hanker for the material things or they go in search of earning for that. They do their duty and in due course of time, whatever comes on their way, they accept it. If they, if they get a lot of money, they accept that also. If they get one dollar also, they accept that. So that should be the nature of the Brahmanas and mood of the Brahmanas. Uh, and they don't uh, go outside and work for a certain thing. But nowadays, as Prabhupada always says, everybody, of every one of us are Sudhas, qualifying ourselves to be Sudhas because uh, we are after material things and we are never satisfied. We have so many material desires. Uh, we follow instructions. We work for someone else. And then um, uh, we get a certain amount of salary or anything. And we strive hard for promotions and all those things. I mean, we whenever it's not that we should stop all those things and sit at home. If we are capable, we can do that also. Because Krishna can take care of us. Um, if we are uh, mentally ready, 
uh, we should not imitate anybody if we are convinced completely and we have overcome all the material desires and uh, uh, we are very much determined in our faith and uh, uh, practice, uh, sadhana there are many devotees also who leave who are leaving everything and going and uh, uh, practicing krishna consciousness full time just serving in the temples um, and with minimum uh, with minimum uh, things like they have a minimum uh, luxury uh, minimum uh, require minimum uh, facilities to live they don't have a luxurious houses luxurious cars or anything they are very simple living close to nature and we see many um, eco villages and all where the devotees are living like that closer to nature away from the material uh, things and comforts and facilities uh, but we should not be imitating uh, that so uh, so krishna says in the third chapter of bhagavad gita to arjuna that you are acting like a brahmana and also like a sanyasi you are trying to give up your duty uh, it is not good for you to do that immaturely you have to practice your uh, uh, whatever the rules and regulation according to you you have to practice your prescribed duties according to your varna and ashrama that is very good he says like paradhamo bhayavaha if you try to imitate uh, the nature which is not you is going to uh, be dangerous for you because you won't be uh, you you won't be able to carry it on for a longer time so we should not be imitating the nature of the uh, uh, pure devotees or brahmanas but we, t- we can we can at least reduce our material hankerings material desires working like cats and dogs or donkeys all the time and not having time for our spiritual practices or having a peaceful life living in present some days in our life go so quick that we don't even know when we wake up and when uh, we go to bed they are so much running behind the things um and uh, so it's it's very hard for us to finish our 16 rounds or uh, it is not at all possible for us to even think uh, for a minute about krishna peacefully sit down and how our day went so we should not pack our days like that if we keep doing like that we stop living actually we are just like uh uh we just it's it just becomes very mechanical um so we have to make sure that we have time um for our spiritual practices our priorities should be set right and we have to reduce our material desires knowing that how much ever we indulge in material desires is not going to bring us any kind of happiness so for this reason chadabarga is unfit for this job which is actually uh, not a job fit for a brahmana and that's what here sukadev goswami is mentioning that jadabharata was unfit for such work they nonetheless unhesitatingly force him to carry the banquet so they were unaware of his nature in the first uh, place uh, they don't know how elevated soul how uh, enlightened soul is jadabharata uh, so they thought that okay he's uh, stout he's fit so let him engage in that jadabharata did not complain about this for this also we find an evidence in bhagavad gita in the third chapter where gopad writes so nicely that once you are situated in krishna consciousness once you are self realized at that time even though you are that particular job that you are doing may not be unfit uh, for your position or for you uh, for you as a uh, for you in a particular varna or ashrama you will be able to perform it because uh, you you have come to a stage where uh, you are self realized 
and you are not doing it for any kind of fruitive results and you are doing it for the sake of doing and you will be able to do it with the detachment and not getting attached to it. So Jarabharta is such an elevated and self-realized soul. So he did not complain anything and he went to carry the plankton. Now where, uh, where is the problem? He is going and doing the uh, he's do, going and doing the job what the people has given. Similarly, in the in the previous chapters also we noticed he has he has done all kinds of odd jobs. Whatever the job people involve in uh, uh, engage him in, he was he was doing. He's not behind like a, that. I'm I'm so and so. I have to do only this job. I have to do only that job because he's a self-realized role and he knows that. Um, a self-realized role, uh, uh, third chapter Krishna says, again in the third chapter Krishna says, a self-realized soul has no need to do any prescribed duties because he is not behind any fruitive activities and he is not bodily conscious. He is not going to get, uh, at the same time he has no reason to not to do also. So that's why Jada Bharata, a self-realized soul, has no reason not to say no to those chores. Um, so that's why he involved himself in that kind, any kind of a chores that were uh, people giving him. Um, we'll go to second verse. Yada hidvija varsheshu matravalokanugaterna samahita purusha gatistada vishamagatam svasibikam rahugana upadharya purushan Adivahata ahahe odharaha sadva atikramatakim iti vishamam vishamam uhyate yanam iti yadha when he certainly dvijavarshasya of jadabharata ishumatra the measurement of an arrow three feet ahead avaloka anugathe from moving only after glancing Na samahita, na united, Purushagatihi, the moment of the carriers, Tada at that time, Vishamagatam, becoming uneven, Swasi become his own plankin, Rahuganaha, King Rahugana, Upadharya, understanding, Purushan unto the man, Adivahataha, who were carrying the plankin, Aha said, He, O, Odharaha, carriers of the plankin, Sadhu, Atikramata, please walk evenly so that there will not be bouncing. Kimiti, for what reason? Vishamam, uneven. Uhyate, is being carried. Yanam, the planquin, iti, thus. The planquin, however, was very erratically carried by Jarabharta due to his sense of non-violence. As he stepped forward, he checked before him every three feet to see whether he was about to step on ants. Consequently, he could not keep pace with the other carriers. Due to this, the planquin was shaking and King Rahuguna immediately asked the carriers, Why are you carrying this planquin unevenly? Better carry it properly. Although Jadavarta was forced to carry the planquin, he did not give us his sympathetic feelings towards the poor ants passing on the road. A devotee of the Lord does not forget his devotional service and other favorable activities, even when he is in a most distressful condition. Jadabharata was a qualified Brahmana, highly elevated in spiritual knowledge, yet he was forced to carry the planquin. He did not mind this, but while walking on the road, he could not forget his duty to avoid killing even an ant. 
A Vaishnava is never envious or unnecessarily violent. Therefore, many ants on the path. But Jadabharata, there were many ants on the path. But Jadabharata took care by looking ahead three feet. When the ants were no longer in his way, he would place his foot on the ground. A Vaishnava is always very kind at heart to all living entities. In his Sankhya Yoga, Lord Kapila explains, Suhrudas Sarva Dehinam. Living entities assume different bodily forms. Those who are not Vaishnavas considered only human society worthy of their empathy, of sympathy. But Krishna claims to be the supreme father of all life forms. Consequently, the Vaishnavas take care not to annihilate untimely or unnecessarily any life form. All living entities have to fulfill a certain duration for being engaged in a particular type of material body. They have to finish the duration allotted a particular body before being promoted or evolved to another body. Killing an animal or any other living being simply places an impediment in the way of his completing his term of imprisonment in a certain body. One should therefore not kill bodies for one's sense gratification, for this will implicate one in sinful life. So, Jadabharata started carrying the planking as kind of, uh, they forced the other planking carriers, forced him, they needed one person. But the problem is, he was carrying it erotically. He was not going in sync with the other people. When we are, plank, when we are carrying something, we have to go in sync. Otherwise, um, whatever the thing that we are carrying either may fall down or uh, it will, there will be a lot of turbulence in that. So Jadabharata, being a Brahmana, and Prabhupada, as you all might have observed in the purport, Prabhupada writes, is a qualified Brahmana. He was also born as a Brahmana, but he has also qualified himself to be a Brahmana. So he is in both ways, by quality and by birth, was a Brahmana. So he has this sense of non-violence in him imbibed. So he is not ready to cause any harm to the ants on the floor. So what he was seeing, he was seeing three steps ahead and he makes sure there is no ant and then only he was putting his feet there. Otherwise he was not putting his feet down. By then all the other carriers were three feet ahead and then he was, he was coming later and then it, it is causing turbulence and King Rahuguna noticed that. He was wondering what happened, why you guys are carrying like this and he was not able to sit comfortably uh, in the planking so he was asking. So he asked, why are you carrying this planking unequally, unevenly, better carry it properly. Because he is a king and king uh, sometimes orders or screams or shouts. So in that way, he little bit more he was kind of shouting. So in the purport, Prabhupada says, Jadabhartha was forced to carry planking. He did not give us his sympathetic feelings towards proper poor ants passing on the road. So even though he was forced, he was sympathetic to the ants. And Prabhupada writes here, a devotee of the Lord does not forget his devotional service and other favorable activities even when he is in a most distressful condition. Whatever may be the condition, a devotee will never forget his devotional service or other favorable activities. That means behaving like a Vaishnava. Because he is in distress, he is in a depressing situation or he has an angry or anything, he won't give up the right things and favorable activities uh, uh, that he has to do as a Vaishnava. So, here 
even though he was not doing a job of a brahmana he was doing a job of a um, uh, uh, of uh, some other uh, uh, position jadavarta did not give up his vaishnava nature or vaishnava quality so if we see in 12th chapter of bhagavad gita krishna says yasman no dvichate loke lokan no dvichate jaya harshamar bhavodvege mukto yasacha me priya he for whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anxiety who study in happiness and distress is very dear to me yasman no dvijate loko he does not put anybody into trouble anybody into difficulty so not just the humans any living entity he sees in everybody krishna and uh, uh, and uh, in krishna everyone so he sees that connection that spiritual connection in every living entity so not just he will be only favorable to humans or his own family members his own relatives his own his own temple group or uh, his own uh, uh, his own caste people or only initiated devotees not initiated no there is no distinction is made he knows that krishna is present in everyone and everybody is present in krishna also and krishna is equally related to each one of us and he doesn't put anybody in difficulty and he himself does not put himself in anxiety or stress so when we have to see everybody equal it doesn't mean that this one example that we always have to remember it is that we can carry cat or a dog and keep keep them on our lap but we cannot do that with lion or tiger so mataji you said that everybody we have to see everybody equal we have to treat everybody equal so that means i have to pet tiger and lion also no we have to see the position of the tiger and lion and we have to respect that and we have to maintain that distance we do, we won't be mistreating lion or tiger or we won't be hating or we won't be loving cat and dogs more than tiger because tiger is dangerous we know that in every body there is a living entity and it is kind of encaged in that body and it has its own limitations and strengths according to that body and then we have to be understanding that and we have to protect ourselves also at the same time seeing equal does not mean that uh, we will be behaving uh, like we will be uh, petting every animal it is seeing equal means knowing its nature knowing how to be how to interact with it that is it is uh, that is inequality so let's say when we are going around and going around with uh, devotees um, we need to respect each and everybody we have to respect we should not be hating we should not be uh, uh, showing envy or jealousy but if we have some devotees or some uh, relations in our life which are constantly causing distress to us which are constantly giving pain to us we should know how to draw a line and we should interact only up to the necessity up to the responsibility up to the duty that we have and then we should respect we should not uh but what we do is that we either try to change them or we try to preach them or uh, we take the things so seriously upon to us and we start feeling bad we have to understand their condition nature that they are in that body they have some kind of uh, previous lives vasanas uh, and they are not enlightened they don't have scriptural knowledge they are very much bodily conscious um, when we are very much bodily conscious we have lust anger greed envy jealousy and all those things 
and the modes will act very very prominent on us they may be we have to understand their position maybe the mode of passion is acting more or mode of ignorance is acting more but it is not on me so i i do what is the needful i do the responsible thing but i don't involve myself too much or i won't go and try to transform them or reform them so once we know this devotional service once we know this right or wrong things this is something we keep doing like we trying to go and reform and transform everybody and we only go and do that in only one way that is preaching finding faults in them or telling them uh, like keep on telling them uh, what they have to do after telling a couple of times when the person opposite person is not understanding we should know that they are not ready to accept at the instructions that we are giving or the things that we are saying even though they are good good for them and we should stop saying and we should know how to not disturb our sanity we sh- not that uh, we need to be respected always we need to be praised always if we are not in a position where we can take honor and praise equally we have to protect ourselves and not put ourselves in distress and anxiety and uh, think about those incidents then krishna in our life if you all observe if there is any distressful situation or if any painful situation in our life our thought process our mind our heart we will be thinking about that person who gave us pain or that about that painful incident more and more than krishna so because we have not at come to a position where we are self realized where we can uh, naturally spontaneously accept honor and praise as same we are still practicing devotees sadhana bhaktas we have to make sure and protect ourselves from the situations which are going to take krishna away from us we should be always engaging ourselves in the favorable conditions of devotional service whatever is favorable for our devotional service we have to keep that around and whatever is unfavorable for our devotional conditions whether it may be people whether it may be the material things or a desires or objects or phones we have to voluntarily keep them away so that we can practice our devotional service and for a self realized soul it comes automatically like how it is coming to jadavarata automatically that he did not forget his devotional service or acting favorable even in the most distressful condition so jadavarata was a qualified brahmana highly elevated in spiritual knowledge at he was forced to carry the planquin he did not mind this but while walking on the road he could not forget his duty to avoid killing even an ant a vaishnava is never envious or unnecessarily violent so we have to understand this and we have to try ourselves to go to this stage uh, by our chanting but before we come to that stage naturally we try to practice this uh, because we have learned that a vaishnava's nature is that and that is a favorable nature for him to practice his devotional service see for us these things all things go hand in hand our chanting our behavior hearing all these things go hand in hand actually so we should not wait that oh i will wait for me to behave uh, good naturally because uh, right now it is com- not coming naturally right now i am very envious i am very jealous i am very angry i speak whatever is coming to my mouth when i am angry 
um, um, I will uh, wait because Krishna is saying Apicheta Duracharo. Uh, eventually, I'll become uh, good. So I will chant, but I will act like this. In that purport only, Prabhupada writes very nicely. Uh, in the end, if you all go and read that 9.16 or 14, he writes very clearly in the end that accidentally we may act, but we should not make it our nature and act on the strength of the holy names. So, until it comes naturally to us, we have to voluntarily practice the qualities of Vaishnava which are favorable for our devotional service. So the more we stop doing offenses, the more we stop doing sins, the more we get taste in the holy name. The more we become regular and disciplined in our reading, hearing, quality of chanting, practicing the qualities of the Vaishnavas. So these two things go in hand in hand. So until naturally we become that, we have to try to practice that voluntarily. So a Vaishnava is never envious or unnecessarily violent. There are many ants on the path, but Jadabharata took care by looking ahead three feet. When the ants were no longer in his way, he would place his foot on the ground. A Vaishnava is always very kind at heart to all living entities. In his Sankhya Yoga, Lord Kapila explains, Suhrudasarvadehinam. Living entities assume different bodily forms. Those who are not Vaishnavas, considered only human society, worthy of their sympathy. So those who are not Vaishnavas, they only treat humans um, uh, sympathetically, they are very uh, rude towards anything that is uh, not humans. Like, just like that people pluck the plants away and throw them, even though they need or don't need, uh, they hurt uh, living entities. See, they may not be killing animals and eating, but they will not be uh, careful in the tiny, tiny things that we do, um, which, which, which shows our nature. Uh, and not unnecessarily plucking or disturbing the flowers and uh, plants or leaves or uh, not uh, not hurting any other animals um, if not needed. Uh, it doesn't mean, because when I was saying this uh, in a kid's class, uh, some kids asked, what, what do you want to do when uh, there are wasps or uh, spiders or some uh, things that are harming us? See, when we, need, it, uh, we are not at the level of Jadabartha, where he is not bodily conscious, so until it comes, as again it goes back to until it comes naturally to us, spontaneously to us, that we are not conscious of our body, uh, then we don't need to even stop an ant from biting us, or uh, we don't need to protect from a snake or anything. Until, until we go to that nature, we have to protect ourselves from them uh, when it is needed. It's not that, okay, let the ant eat me, let the ant bite me, let the bee... Uh, cause me harm. We should not be uh, uh, twisting the philosophy uh, in that way. We have to protect ourselves, but unnecessarily we should not be go on harming any living entity. Um, we, it is very difficult for us not to unnecessarily harm or hurt human beings also. If we are in a position or if we are doing any kind of a service which we know better, uh, I don't know, for some from some reason uh, people just go about uh, hurting others. So we have to be very mindful of our words, our actions, uh, careful before we behave. We need to make sure uh, that I should not be committing <coughs> offenses, Vaishnava Aparada, which is a big obstacle in our devotional uh, life. So living entities assume differently bodily forms. Those who are not Vaishnavas consider only human society worthy of their sympathy. But Krishna claims to be supreme father of all life forms. 
Consequently, the Vaishnavas take care not to inhalate untimely or unnecessarily any life form. Why we should not be untimely or unnecessarily take out any living entity from its body? Because they were put in that body to endure the karma that they have earned and they have qualified themselves for that body. So when we are untimely and unnecessarily ending a lifetime, that is not good for the living entity inside that body. All living entities have to fulfill a certain duration for being encaged in a particular type of material body. They have to finish the duration allotted, allotted a particular body before being promoted or evolved to another body. So for those living entities in the lower animal species, they have to naturally die so that they get elevated to the next level. This is the natural cycle. Humans have this wonderful opportunity of going directly from human to our spiritual body. But the lower animals, lower species of animals, if there is no mercy of a Vaishnava or a devotee, uh, they go naturally, they evolve from one, uh, from one species to another, one species to another, and they gradually go to uh, spiritual world. That is a long path for them. Unless if we, if we are Vaishnavas and we see any animal, uh, we should be extra sympathetic towards them because they cannot do anything for themselves. Somebody externally has to do something for them. So if we see any animal, it's better for us to give prasadam to those animals. Uh, at least that prasadam, that eating prasadam can help them to uh, go faster in the next, next life that they are. Instead of that, if we should not be untimely or unnecessarily ending the life of those um, uh, those bodies. They have to finish the duration allotted a particular body before being promoted or evolved to another body. Killing an animal or another living entity simply places an impediment in the path of his completing his term of imprisonment in a certain body. One should therefore not kill bodies for one's sense gratification, for this will implicate one in a sinful activity. So this is for those who uh, justify eating non-veg. Uh, they untimely unnecessarily kill the animal and they eat. There is no need for them to kill the animal and eat, but they untimely and unnecessarily kill and they cause an impediment for that living entity and, uh, and also they incur the sin of killing that animal. Even for us, when the life is very difficult, there are stressful situations, there are so many problems in our life, uh, we feel like uh, many times, uh, many people commit suicide or we feel like ending this life. But if we can understand properly uh, the stressful situations, uh, the miseries in our life, um, we will accept them more when we know the when we have this knowledge that we have that karma. Enduring that bad karma is going to end that bad karma, not abrupting or cutting that in the middle and desiring to end our life or commit suicide is not going to do any good for us. Our next life is going to start from there only. Because we have abruptly ended it. We were put in that situation by providence. If we see the stories of Gajendra, I've been put in this position by providence. And he prays. So the devotees of the Lord, the approach, the perspective towards miseries changes. Miseries won't stop coming. So if anybody is thinking that as soon as I take the devotional life, all the miseries will be stopped, then that is a myth. Because in this material world, happiness and miseries go hand in hand, as Krishna says in 2.14.
that is the nature of this material world when we are put into this material world that itself means that we have a set of miseries um and a set of happinesses that we have to endure how we are welcoming and enduring the happinesses at the same time we are also reducing when we are in, when we are enjoying the happinesses krishna says in the 11th canto of bhagavad gita there is one put uh, bhagavatam 11th canto of bhagavatam chapter 10 if i'm not wrong there is one full uh, one full chapter explaining the nature of the fruitive activities we when we are enjoying also we are spending our fruitive uh, results we are uh, enduring that and we are uh, we are uh, bringing them to an end similarly the miseries and difficulties in our life when we accept them and endure them we put an end to our miseries so miseries are wonderful opportunities for devotees to realize more faster that this material body is not permanent and this will never give happiness and we have to go back to our spiritual body so that uh, uh, that determination that conviction that that conviction to practice devotional service increases if we see the miseries as an opportunity to surrender to lord to approach lord the helplessness situation makes us more humble and meek as krishna says in 8th chapter 11th uh, first canto 8th chapter in kunti devi prayers prabhupada writes one uh, wonderful line there so he says that pandavas are uh, physically fit they are not somebody like who are not physically fit or anything they were physically fit they were educated they were everything uh, they are having all kinds of qualities to live in this material world but they have one beautiful quality that is they were completely dependent on krishna so that dependent on krishna that dependence on krishna made them independent actually they were not dependent on anybody else they were dependent on krishna and he says prabhupa says if we all go i think 1.8.37 um that is the reference of the verse prabhupa says there that actually those of us who are completely dependent on krishna or sanathas that means we are not orphans we have a natha we have krishna to take care of us uh, we are dependent on krishna krishna is our take care and those who depend on their material strength and material qualities material intelligence thinking that those are the things that are going to give happiness uh, and they are the rulers they are the controllers they are the enjoyers they are anathas prabhupada writes that there they are actually anathas because um they are dependent on their sense and they don't have krishna they don't have krishna in their uh, life to protect them so pandavas are entirely dependent on krishna even though they are fully qualified uh, to take care of themselves or uh, they are not in any way like unqualified people because generally people think when we say for everything krishna and we are dependent on krishna uh, generally the people who don't know they come and comment that oh you have to do your duty for everything you should not say krishna and krishna uh, though people who cannot achieve anything in life um, who are not capable of doing they keep saying like that no it is not like that uh, prabhupada uh, i pulled out that verse 1.37 per foot to read exactly what prabhupada says because i don't want to put uh, my own words uh, so i love prabhupada words so i will repeat those who try to become falsely the perfection of life i'll start from there the perfection of life is therefore 
to become dependent on the will of the lord instead of becoming falsely independent in the material world those who try to become falsely independent of the lord are called anatha or without any guardian whereas those who are completely dependent on the will of the lord are called sanatha or those having someone to protect them therefore we must try to be sanatha so that we can always be protected from the unfavorable conditions of material existence by deluding power of the external material nature we forget the material condition of life is the most undesirable perplexity so because of the undesirable unfavorable conditions of material existence we should become sanatha always depending on krishna and accepting the will of the lord as it when we accept we start growing in that situation if we don't accept if we crib if we try to find the fault for our material situation oh because of him i am like this because of her i am like this i am very good but they came and disturbed my mood so as long as we are finding the fault we are not solving the problem we are only still meditating on the problem we are not working on the solution working on the solution in any situation when we are in problem is to turn towards krishna and accept that as the will of the lord and depend on krishna and become independent in this material world when we are dependent on krishna and when we that gives us an immense strength and when we chant our holy names in our miserable situations uh, in the trouble some uh, when the life is going troublesome um, that give us gives us so much strength and we will be able to practice our devotion and we will be still acting in a favorable way we won't be acting in an unfavorable way because as long as we are we are crediting the fault to someone else or as long as we are making someone else responsible for our situation we won't be acting in a favorable condition because we will be whenever they we see that person we will be mad at them uh, we will be calling them names or we will be talking about them everywhere in this world uh, because of this because of that uh, we won't be thinking of krishna or we won't be praying to krishna see the thought is the same thing like when we worry also is a thought when we pray is also a thought so the more the worry is not going to bring anything to us worry is just going to bring anxiety stress uh, unhealthy situations to us so when we have a problem if we have done whatever we can do in that situation whatever is in our hands we should do and later we should stop we should stop thinking about it and we should replace that worryful thought with thoughts about krishna something that we have heard something about our chanting if we cannot if we don't have any mood uh, to uh, listen to any lectures or anybody's or anything we just have to chant and hear chant and hear chant then it, what happens then it becomes maranam and kirtanam so we are engaging ourselves in that devotional service that is going to help us that is going to enlighten us from inst- inside as prabhupada says in science of self realization or somewhere else chaitya guru krishna is our chaitya guru from inside as a paramatma he is going to help us to endure that situation endure that situation and come out favorable in troubling situations also like how jada bharata right now after the situations how he is going to he won't be how he is not minding uh, the uh, the scoldings of uh, raguna raguna or not minding in any situation and he is acting in any situation favorably 
So this is the situation as a Vaishnavas, as a practicing, as a practicing devotees, we should go. So one should therefore not kill bodies for one sense gratification, for this will implicate one in sinful activity. Um, so I, I think it is already 7.14, um, so I'll stop here, um, or, I, uh, um, or I will just complete the third because it's a very small uh, purport, or uh, no, I will stop here because um, for me it is 7.15, but for the devotees on the eastern side it is 8.15 and you all have to go to work. Um, so I'm going to stop here. Thank you all so much. Uh, if anybody wants to add anything or have any comment or correction or uh, please uh, go ahead. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Dandavat Pranam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Very nectarian class, Mataji. You highlighted Prabhupada's uh, <clears throat> purports from various uh, references and one of them you gave was uh, if I'm correct 1.8.37 where, yes, um, um, where uh, Sula Prabhupada says that we need to be, be always Sanat depending completely on Krishna yes. is that yes. right Mataji? yes Mataji. And, and then also you said something from a second chapter of Bhagavad Gita and ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. I forgot the verse number. So I was, I was referring to the nine point. Apichayata uh, uh -huh. uh -huh. Right, right. There. Yeah. I think it's thirty-two. Nine point thirty. I'm not sure. Uh, the number I am. I am bringing it. Uh, I'm bringing that verse. Ah, yeah, thirty. Nine point thirty. Okay. Uh -huh. 9.30 in that Prabhupada says like um, uh, he uses the word like you know accidentally um, we can miss uh, he says this does not give us a right on the other hand one should not misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in all kinds of abominable ways this was only refers to an accident due to mm. the strong power of material connections so because he, this verse says that even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. So in this verse says that just because a devotee accidentally commits an offense or an abominable action, he mm. doesn't become unsaintly. He will not. He will. He will be protected by Lord, and we should not be mistreating him because it's an accident. But at the same time. Uh, at the strength of this verse, we should not be uh, committing uh, intentionally uh, offenses. So 9.30, Mataji. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, 2 point something also you said. Yeah, 2.14 if I'm not wrong. Matra Sparshastu Kondiriya. Yes. Sitoshna Sukha Dukkada, where Krishna says. And I have also referred some verses from third chapter about uh, where uh, Krishna speaks about uh, Paradharma Bhayapava and where he explains that it's better for you to do uh, um, whatever you are born into according mm -hmm. to the Varna. Every one of us have inherited a nature, born with a certain nature and mm -hmm. it's better for us to act in that. Um, mm -hmm. he, he speaks about that very in detail in the uh, third chapter and he also says uh, for a self-realized soul uh, there is no job to do uh, so he says, that is 3.18, he says, a self-realized man, no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duties, 
nor has he any reason not to perform such work nor has he any need to depend on any other living being so those verses i have referred i just remembered them uh, when i was talking this was very nice mataji very nice class thank you so much thank you mani mataji thank you Hare Krishna Mataji Dandar Pranam all praises to Prabhupada for such a nice class especially the sanat and anat uh, that was so inspiring the uh, lord is deena bandhu deena uh, and that was very good. yes prabhu um, i remember that was always like i know we we are never uh, we are never anadhas in this world as long as we are dependent on uh, krishna because many times i often see uh, devotees who are lonely uh, who don't have uh, children or who don't have a family around uh, they always feel very sad that they are alone so this is the reference i always uh, uh, give them uh, from this purpose reference and say that if krishna uh, there is this proper saying uh, pro- saying in hindi also right like mare krishna rake krishna like if krishna wants to protect us there is nobody who can do any harm to us and if krishna is not protecting us there is nobody who can protect us in this entire world even our appliances material appliances trends me whatever we have that can never help to any rescue um yes is our sadakshiv krishna hmm rakhe krishna wale ke wale krishna हाँ यस प्रभु दैट इज दैट इज दू प्रभुजी थैंक यू ग्रेट डिवोटिस हरे कृष्णा माता जी सच ए ब्यूटिफुल क्लास माता जी थैंक यू सो मच for your wonderful lecture in class hari krishna thank you mr ji so i completed uh, uh, 5.10.2 so 5.10.3 is for monday mr ji yes mr ji thank you if anybody has any question or comment anybody has any question Okay, let's pay obeisances to all the Vaishnavas. Guancha prapataru vyaascha krupasindu vayavacha patitanam pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo namunamaha. Anantu koti Vaishnavindu ki jai. Namaja shalhyasta kuru ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Lalgaya Sapanavalani Manjari Mataji ki jai. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.